In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Super Bowl. It is the biggest show of the year. Well, it is if you're not a Cleveland Browns fan. But anyway, I'm here with Jack Duffin, the analytical NFL UK genius. Jack, how's it all going, buddy? Well, the fact that we have to stop talking about the Browns offseason to deal with this thing called the Super Bowl is uh, disappointing. But yeah, apparently it only happens once a year. Um, I, I, I thought the off-season began the minute the Brown season ended and we gave up on everything else, but apparently we have to talk about it. Yeah, so let's start off with some predictions. Let's start off what we're going to be eating. Brady versus Mahomes. It's an absolute box show masterpiece. Blockbuster. It's a blockbuster. And Jack... Let's hit it with your analytical brain. What score are you predicting? Just just from a headline perspective, this is a game that could define who we're talking about as the GOAT in 20 years' time. Um, because if Tom Brady beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl, it's tough for Mahomes, unless he wins more Super Bowls than Brady, to go down as the greatest of all time. Whereas if he wins this game... He only needs to get close to what Brady's achieved, and he, he, he can do it in such a quick amount of time that there's questions Tom Brady might not actually last that long as the GOAT, which seems crazy to think with uh, the most incredible career he's had. Um, I think there's going to be points in this. So the over-unders, 56 points. I think that'll clear. Um, I think we're going over 60 points in the game. I'm going to say Tampa Bay 30, Kansas City 37. Ooh, we've got very similar predictions. Don't forget, though, mate, it's Brady against the Chiefs' defense. It's not Brady versus Mahomes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul Brown is going with, and I normally get it correct, it is 35 to the Chiefs and 34 to the Buccaneers. Is that after overtime? Oh, no, it couldn't be after overtime with a one-point difference. Not no. Bad. Ooh, saucy. Yeah. So, um, you know, where do you think people are going to... Where do you think the Chiefs can win the game? And where do you think the Bucs can win the game? So, for me, on winning the game, it comes down to those three on offense. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. Um how um, you can't stop Travis Kelsey. There, there is no way to stop him, and it's insane. Um, the level of production that man produces, we saw it against the Browns, phenomenal player. Um, it's just how you can limit him. Um, so it's for me that that's the reason why I see a Chiefs win. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Chiefs as well. And if Adam 
our friend, the Bucks fan, is listening to this. We're sorry because, you know, as underdogs, we should be backing Brady and the Buccaneers. But my heart's saying the Chiefs. Yeah, and we've obviously got a few ex-Browns playing in this game. It's always nice to mention some of the boys. So we've got a couple on the Chiefs O-line. got Mitchell Swartz, who's not actually playing, but still there in spirit. You got Austin Reiter, the centre. Reserve. Did he ever play for the Browns? Yeah, he did. He, he looked all right for the Browns. And I was like, mm, I, I like this guy as a backup centre. I obviously didn't want him to start. But I thought, ah, oh, we like him there. And then uh, in after the 2017 season, uh, John Dorsey got rid of him. And uh, he then went on to have a, a cracking little run. He obviously only played a handful of snaps, what he had. Yeah, in 2016, he had 59 snaps, and in 2017, he had eight. So we're not talking life-changing amount, but um, no, I, I thought he was serviceable. Mm. What about on the Bucks? Any Browns fan players? Ooh, let's have a little butchers. Um, I none come directly to mind. What about but... a defensive end? No, uh... I'm thinking of Carl. Uh... Uh, he Nazib, but he's gone, isn't he? Yeah, obviously, we got one of theirs in um, what's his name? Uh, MJ Stewart, who started the season there. Um, I can't seem to find any there. Have we got anyone on the Bucks defense? Uh, any fans allowed in the stadium this week or not? Yeah, so it's a mixture. It's basically 50 50 cardboard cutout on fans. It's meant to rain. So uh, I don't know why a uh, fan <laughs> from one of the two teams that's going to the game would be listening to us. But if you are, take a coat. Um, so, no, I, I think it is purely those couple of chaps on the uh, offensive line. Um, punter. Here's, here's a question, Jack. Yep. If the Browns were in the Super Bowl, against the Buccaneers on Sunday. Do you think the rain would help us for a victory? Um, I would say it wouldn't hinder us. Um, because, to be fair, both, both teams like to pass the ball. I'm sorry, like to run the ball, whereas you've got the Chiefs that love to pass it. So more, more rain could it's probably more likely to cause issues to what Kansas City want to go and do. Um, they'd probably rather have a bit of rain, uh, sort of snow, because snow doesn't hurt the passing game as much. Um, whereas rain is obviously, in terms of the hands and stuff, it's more messy than a bit of snow. Um, so no, it could be interesting. Obviously, there's a little rumor of thunder. That, that, that could potentially delay Super Bowl a little bit, um, because obviously the league's got rules of thunder, is it within 15 miles? Um, at the stadium or something, they uh, delay kickoff for a little bit. So it uh, could be one to keep an eye on. Listening in the UK, we don't want thunder. We want to be waking up nice and fresh Monday morning. Have you got Have you got half a day off, Jack, or not? Yeah, I, I'm not starting work until two o'clock. So uh, I'm planning to take a, a nice little sleep on the sofa today, uh, six till uh, 10, and then wake up for an 11.30 Super Bowl, beautifully fresh, stuffing my face full of food. Okay, and what food's on the menu for you this uh, Super Bowl game? The real question is, what food's not on the menu? 
because uh, <laughs> like last year, starting dieting again after Super Bowl, so it stuffed my face silly. So we've got ribs, we've got wings, we've got nachos, uh, some chocolate, some sweets. Um, what else have we got? Basically anything I can get my hands on. I think I'm going to go with some brisket, actually. Give some brisket a bit of a go. And uh, Jack, how much weight did you lose? And how much weight have you put on since you've hit your lowest <laughs> trough? So I lost four stone last year, um, which 14, what's that for our American listeners? Four, six, six pounds? No, more, 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 like more. More than that. So it's 40, um, eight. 56 pounds jesus um, i lost um i'd only put 14 of it back on until november and then we got the november lockdown um in the uk and uh, i wasn't allowed to go out and i just ate loads of crap um while the nfl was on basically and then every other day so uh I, i'm back to three stone from where i was so you've I've lost a stone on. yeah i've lost a stone on where I was at last year, but uh, let, let's go lose another couple. Excellent. And uh, yeah, Jack, I just want a serious chat. You know, Ian's on a on a suspension warning at the moment. And uh, just before the new season starts, we're going to do a weigh-in. And, you know, between now and training camp with the podcast, I want you to remain healthy, yeah? I'm, I'm committed to doing it at least until the draft. What, lose weight till the draft? At least till the draft, and then we'll see where I'm at. Is that your gummy bear, anti-gummy bear diet? Oh, mate, I love the gummy bears. Yeah. It won't be as strict a diet as last year. I'm not, I'm not going down to like 850 calories a day. And um, back to the uh, Super Bowl game. Buccaneers, where do you think they can win it? So I think they can win it if they're almost got to go from away from their game plan for the regular season and go for their playoff game plan, which is a lot more passing the ball um, because that really seemed to have worked. Um, on their defense, they sort of changed their defensive structure. Um, who was it they played uh, last game? Uh, it was Green Bay Packers. So there was just some interesting sort of change of scheme. Uh, where have we got... So next-gen stats, Buccaneers cornerbacks have lined up in press coverage at the two highest rates in Todd Bowles' era in consecutive weeks, 44% against New Orleans, 47% against Green Bay. Um, Buccaneers have forced as many interceptions in press coverage this postseason as the rest of the NFL season combined. And just uh, obviously you can check it out on next-gen stats, but just sort of show Paul Crawford. It's massively different to what we've seen them do for the rest of the season. So I think that's a, a good idea. Um, we've seen the success of sort of the New England Patriots played a lot of man coverage against them. And you've got to have a lot of corners to do it. But that seems to be the way to potentially stop them. And what you're trying to do is sort of stop Tyreek Hill from doing anything insane and then hopefully double team Kelsey. Obviously, Tyreek Hill's got the more capacity to take it from sort of you're the other side of the field all the way for a touchdown, whereas Kelsey's just going to chew you up in 15, 25-yard chunks rather than sort of the 60-yard play. But if, if you can sort of allow him to sort of get 5 to 10, but not on a consistent basis, then you can get away with that. Um, 
So yeah, I, I think it's it's playing that press man coverage, and it it's just passing. They've got to pass the ball because we saw the Kansas City defense. It's not very good unless you're running the ball loads and then they push everything up. You've got Godwin. Um, it sounds like they're going to have AB. They've obviously got Mike Evans. That's three really solid wide receivers. But under that, they've got Scotty Miller. They've got Tyler Johnson, who we wanted to be a Cleveland Brown. Um, so th- there's a lot of weapons in the passing game. So ignore playoff Lenny or uh, noodle legs, as Adam used to call him before he became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, ignore Ronald Jones. Pass, pass, pass. Because we love points. I've got some interesting facts for you, Jack. The game will be the first time the Chiefs and the Buccaneers have squared off in a Super Bowl. Nice. The Chiefs are looking to become just the eighth team in NFL history to repeat as Super Bowl champions. It's crazy. Do you know when the last one was? Or who the last one was? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots around 2007. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's not one you often see. Um, I, I think they'd be worthy repeats. Um, Kansas City, they've, they've been really, really good. Um, it, it, I, I think it's just set to be a great game. Uh, we, we've been really, really lucky in sort of the last five, ten years. Super Bowls have seemed to be really good. Obviously, we had the Rams, Pat Stinker. Um, we had the Seattle Seahawks, uh Seahawks, Denver. No, it was um, Denver versus uh, Panthers, where the uh, Panthers just imploded. But most of the time, we, we've seen high-scoring games. We've seen it where you want all I want is it to be in the fourth quarter and either team can win. Um, if you get that, that's a really, really good Super Bowl because the last thing you want is the game's over at halftime and you're sitting there going, "Oh, should I go to bed?" Uh, because no one wants that especially when you don't have another NFL game until the start of September. That's the, that's the worst thing ever. That is the, you know, the off-season is the killer. Yeah. Jack, some more interesting facts for you. This is the Buccaneers' second Super Bowl appearance. It's the Chiefs' fourth. Here's a Browns fact. If we're counted All-American Football Conference Champions wins, Brady can match... Otto Graham for the most titles with his seventh win. Yeah, he's uh, poor old Otto. Hopefully yes. his record stands tall. Yeah. Um, mm. I think there's some crazy stat out there. So I might be slightly wrong off on the number, but it, it is insane. I think it's 18% of Super Bowls Tom Brady has now featured in. 18%. <laughs> which is nuts. Um, it's something, it's some insane stat like Tom Brady is more likely to feature in a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to complete a three. <laughs> it's just wild. Mm. All right, Jack. Well, look, I'm super excited about the Super Bowl. Any final things you want to talk about? I'm just really enjoying sort of, we've done the sixth, six offensive deep dives. We've got the, uh, Four defensive ones coming up, special teams, uh, five defensive special teams, and then conclusions after that. Um, but no, keep listening, keep tweeting us, keep telling us what ones you want to hear more of. Um, obviously, we've had the Baker, we've had the Nick Chubb article. Um, it looks like it's going to be Wyatt Teller next, and then it'll be uh, Denzel Ward, I'll do. 
um, for sort of they're the four big sort of potential early extensions on the cards um, this off season. So um, no writing pieces on all of them guys and sort of getting deep on that. Um, no, it's been really enjoyable, but keep sort of DMing us any questions, anything going on. We're here to help out. Um, we're really, really enjoying it. The off season's great fun, um, but no, we, we're going to keep coming at you th- thick and fast. Obviously we went a bit wild and had five shows this week. But uh, it's just me back to the, probably the standard uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Anything else from you, Paul? No, I'll just say it's been a great year and just a massive thanks to the NFL, really, for getting the season out during this awful COVID year. So um, I think without EPL and without NFL, I think my mental health would be in a really bad place. But um, it's great that we've got fantasy in soccer and in American football at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's just like you said, you know, the senior bowl hasn't been the same this year because the Browns aren't looking at maybe them early round picks. And, you know, I know you don't watch the uh, pro bowl, but I used to like watching the pro bowl and, and then the combine, you know, we're not gonna have the combine like it is normally. So uh, yeah, the draft, hopefully, it won't be virtual, but it probably will be. Yeah, so I, I, the thing I'm going to miss most about the uh, combine is the is it's sort of the illegal tampering period <laughs> before the legal tampering period. Um, and there was just so much rumour, gossip, news coming out. And I think a lot of that will be gone because you're not going to have the GMs getting pissed with journos and chatting about what they're up to. And uh, all of that great content that uh, we'd usually get is probably gone this year. Um, the, the thing that I did always enjoy about the Pro Bowl, not so much the game, the game's a bit naff, they all know that, is the like skills challenges. They're, they're always really fun. Um, sort of players throwing passes, different things, tackling drills. Um, so there was always some enjoyable sort of buzz there. Um, but yeah, obviously that that's gone, which uh, is a shame, but hopefully it'll be back in some other way next year. Um, yeah, the, the game's a bit of a farce, but just the the buzz of it is always really nice yeah guys let us know how you're celebrating the super bowl i'm having a drink i'm having some american food and i may even follow jack with a little diet to the drive go chiefs go chiefs